In Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1, we discover the response of Moses to the call of God on his life. When he says, But behold, they will not believe me or listen to my voice, for they will say, The Lord did not appear to you. Now, as we move to Exodus chapter 4 and verse 2, we see the response of God to Moses' objections and his questions. And in Exodus 4 and verse 2, we read this, The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? He said, A staff. And so the answer to Moses' questions and his objections is found in this verse, and the answer is a simple shepherd's staff. As Moses stood before God that day, he had a shepherd's staff in his hand. Now that staff was a piece of wood, probably about two meters or six feet in length, with a curved head on it, and it was used to care for the sheep. If a predator came to steal a sheep or a lamb, the staff was used as a weapon to chase that predator off. If the sheep were wandering dangerously off the path, the shepherd would use that staff to get them back on track. If the sheep fell into a pit, that curved end of the the staff could, could get them out of it. And as Moses stood before God that day, that is all he had available to him. It was just a piece of wood. But as a shepherd, Moses understood that he would not want to be without it. In his hands, that piece of wood would protect the sheep under his care from danger and from harm. Consider the words of David, the shepherd, in Psalm 23 and verse 4, where he says this, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. David pictures himself as a sheep under the care of the Lord, his shepherd. And as a sheep... Even as he walks through the valley of the shadow of death, notice how he finds comfort in the shepherd's staff. That staff would protect him from the enemies as the shepherd used it to chase them away. And when he felt that staff on his behind, he knew that he was wandering off track and and needed to correct his course. And, And when he was in trouble, that crooked end of the staff would wrap around him and bring him back to safety. There was something reassuring for him in the staff. And while that staff was only a piece of wood in the hands of the shepherd, It was a very important and useful tool. Now, one of the things that often strikes me in our day is that we're always looking for something new to be the answer to all our needs. We look for someone or something other than what we already have to move our church forward or to bring us to the next level in our walk with the Lord. When Moses questioned the Lord about his calling, God did not offer him anything new. Instead, he asks him the question, what is that in your hand? 
Now, how easy it is to spend all of our lives looking for something only to discover that we've already have it and that we've had it for years but did not recognize it. And the wonderful thing about the Lord is that He knows us before we were born. And throughout our lives, He has been shaping us and He has allowed circumstances into our lives to transform us and to teach us the lessons we need to learn. God knows the purpose that He has for your life. And from your birth and my birth, He has been preparing us for that purpose. And the words, what is that in your hand, reflect what God has already been doing. They challenge us to stop for a moment and consider how God has been already working in our lives. The words God spoke to Moses that day are the words of a sovereign God who had been preparing Moses all along for this task. They were the words of a God who had already put in his hands all that he needed for the task. God had protected Moses as a baby from being drowned in the Nile River. He had sovereignly placed him in the home of Pharaoh's daughter. And at the age of 40, he took him and put him in the desert to train him in the care of sheep. And in, in desert survival, he, he trained Moses in the desert as a shepherd. What Moses thought was a death of a vision that God had intended to use to train him and equip him for what he had in store for Moses. Think of Joseph and how his jealous brothers sold him into slavery. They did that out of bitterness and hatred in their hearts. And Joseph was taken by force and sold as a slave in Egypt. He was falsely accused by Potiphar, his master's wife, and, and thrown in prison. And it was there in prison that the call of God began to reveal itself. And through a series of God-ordained circumstances, he would rise from prison to become second in command of Egypt. Every circumstance had a purpose in the mind of God, and ultimately, the entire nation of Israel would be saved because of what God was doing in Joseph's life. Now, I can imagine how easy it would have been for Joseph to become bitter at God for allowing him to be separated from his family. I can imagine how easy it would be for him to complain that he had been sold into slavery and cast unjustly into prison. But God had a purpose for all of this. And God was using each of these circumstances to bring Joseph to the place that he was, to the place where he could be used and useful for the Lord. And what is true of Joseph is also seen in the lives of Esther or Daniel in captivity in Babylon. Think about the Apostle Paul in prison with nothing to do but to write to the church's letters of exhortation and encouragement. All he had at his disposal was a quill and some ink and, and possibly a secretary to write it for him. God gave 
Joseph, the power to interpret dreams at the right time and the gift of administration. God made Esther beautiful and bold. He made Daniel determined and faithful. He humbled Moses so that he would not trust himself. The God who calls you knows what he is doing, and he doesn't call you without preparing you for the task. He has been working on you all your life. He has orchestrated circumstances and situations to prepare you for his purpose. It's true that there, there's a lot more that God wants to do in you and me, but that will come as we respond in obedience to that call. But when God called Moses and asked him, what is that in your hand? He was pointed to something very common and ordinary. That shepherd's staff was not something Moses ever pictured himself carrying at the age of 40. When he was 40 years of age, he lived in the lap of luxury. In the Egyptian mindset, shepherding sheep was among the lowest of all professions. Consider the advice of Joseph to his, his family when they came to Egypt to, to live. And this is what he says in Genesis 46 and verse 33 and 34 to his family. When Pharaoh calls you and asks, says Joseph, what is your occupation? You shall say, your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, be both we and our fathers, in order that you may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. Every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. And having grown up in the home of Pharaoh's daughter, the last thing Moses expected was to be carrying around a shepherd's staff and to be put in this place where he was in the most abominable of all professions. But it was God, however, that put that staff in his hand. He was forced to leave Egypt, and God led him to Midian and, and, and the family of Jethro, where, where he had to take up the profession of a shepherd to survive. God put that staff in Moses' hand by means of great, great loss in Moses' life. He lost his Egyptian family and all the luxuries that brought. He lost his Israelite family. He was forced into exile, and he may have picked up that staff reluctantly and with many questions in his mind about God and his purpose for his life. But when God asked Moses, what is that in your hand? Moses was forced to consider everything that had brought him to that point of carrying that shepherd's staff. And he stood before God now with nothing but this staff. But that staff had been given to him by God, and there was a purpose in it. Let me ask you the same question that God asked Moses that day, what is that in your hand? What has God been doing in you these past few years? What burdens has he been giving you? Where has he placed you? How has he been shaping you? Oh, it's easy to look elsewhere for answers to our needs. But in light of Israel's call for help in their bondage, God speaks to Moses. And when Moses questions this calling, God says, Moses, what is that in your hands? 
And in asking him this question, God is not saying that Moses had the power in himself to do the task. God had given to Moses what he required for the task. God exiled him into the desert and placed the staff, that shepherd's staff in his hand for a reason. God had been sovereignly doing the same thing. He's been doing the same thing in each of our lives. He is calling us now to use what he has given and how he has shaped us. God has spent much effort on you and me, preparing us and shaping us through the things that we have faced. All of this has a purpose. And as the call of God goes out today, God is calling you to trust in him. He is calling you to step out in what he has been doing in you and how he has been forming you and shaping you. He has uniquely shaped you and formed you for a purpose. Now, Moses could never have imagined what a simple shepherd's staff could be, how that could be used by God. And as he responds to God and says, a staff, that's all I have, Lord. Ultimately, he was saying, Lord, I don't have anything in my hand but a simple shepherd's staff. And what use is a shepherd's staff against the nation of Egypt? It won't help me to do what you've called me to do. How how will a shepherd's staff help me face Pharaoh who holds all shepherds in contempt as an abomination? How will this staff make the people of Israel believe that I am sent by God? Little did Moses know what God could do through what he had been given. Now, I'm sure that for each and every one of us, we ask the same question, What do we have, Lord? We have nothing. We don't have anything that is useful for the task. Who am I? And the truth of the matter wherever is that when we say that, we fail to understand the work of God in shaping us. You don't have to look elsewhere. God has been working in you and giving you what you need to be the instrument he has called you to be. He has sovereignly placed you where you are at this time for a reason. He has orchestrated the events and circumstances of your life for a purpose. He has been teaching and refining you for this time and this moment. Will you accept what he's been doing in you? Will you now choose to use the things that he has been forming in you for his glory? Every trial that you've ever faced in life, every circumstance that you've gone through, everything that you have ever experienced has been a tool in the hands of a sovereign God to shape you for the task and the calling to which he is calling you today. Not one of us can say, I don't have anything to offer. To say that is to belittle the lifelong work God has been doing in you. It's to fail to understand how he has been shaping you like a vessel on a potter's wheel. It's true that you don't have anything in yourself, but that's why God has been working on you. And, and, and that's why he has been shaping and transforming and changing you into his image. Determine right now that his work in you will not be in vain. Accept what he has done and is doing in you and seek his purpose for what he has given you. The shepherd's staff 
has been given to you for this moment and this time for a particular reason. May God reveal that reason and may God give us the grace to accept what he has given and the grace to use it for his glory in our lives. Thank you.